0: Alright everybody, welcome back to Air Yards. This is a football podcast for fans who like sitting at the bar and talking about life, football, and other interesting things. I am your host, Brandon Kwok, here with my co-host, Ethan Lee. Hello there. And this is season two of Air Yards. It is uh, the off season in the NFL, but that does not mean that we're going to stop talking about football. But before we do that, let's talk about life. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> obviously, uh, we start off every episode talking about um you know, something we've done this week, or Critics' Corner, nothing's going to change here, but uh, it's been a couple weeks, so I'm really interested to hear what, uh Ethan, what has been going on in your life. Have you found the Crusader who uh, stole your headphones?
1: Um, No, unfortunately, I've kind of just resigned to never getting them back, which is a bit sad. That is a, a uh, lot of sad. It's not a little bit sad. Yeah, I mean, I follow the same kind of route home, so maybe one day I'll recognize the perpetrator and, you know... Probably do nothing, but maybe I'll have a fit of rage and attack him or follow him home. Who knows? Uh, other than that, the uh, Toronto Raptors are NBA champions, which...
0: I was hoping really, we'd actually just skip over that. You know, uh, no- nothing nothing really important happening there.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, uh, you know, the city's first championship, um, beating the Warriors, me not being, like, kind of clinically depressed, uh, all those things... Uh, yeah, so I've been on, like, kind of high for a while now, buying all sorts of stupid merch, watching all the videos, just really soaking it all in, um,
0: but it means I can actually kind of pay attention to football as well, which I haven't been able to do for a while. I mean, you haven't really missed a ton, like, I think we talked a couple weeks ago, it's just minicamp and OTAs, and those really don't mean a whole lot unless someone big gets injured which no one really has, um, but honestly, phenomenal job to the Raptors. Uh, I know we had our odds going out there when it was it was Bucks v. Raptors in the conference championships, and we will be back next year to dethrone you. But I think more than anything, and hopefully you can kind of agree with this, the Raptors winning legitimizes the East, which is something that for a long time has been very much just LeBron carried everybody to the finals, and then maybe we'll do something.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I think it's easy to say even, you know, okay, outside the Warriors, I would say at least two, if not three, of the next three best teams are in the East between the Raptors, the Bucks, and the Sixers. So I think that whole kind of, you know, easy East narrative, you know, down the lower end of the scale, obviously, is probably worse than the West, but... Up at the top, I think it's hard to kind of argue with those three teams being among the best
0: in the league. Right, and with all the uh, the, the movement that's going to be happening here with free agency coming up, which is going to be very interesting to see how the league shifts. Um, KD moving, Clay potentially moving, Kyrie, uh, Kemba. Uh, everyone can really see this is going to be a very pivotal offseason for the NBA. And obviously... Like, yeah, you, have you talk, your... Uh... I mean, really, there's no team in the entire league that is set, if that makes sense. No,
1: not at all. It's going to be a kind of time of flux. I would recommend anyone with an interest to follow Woj and Shams on Twitter and set your push notifications on, because uh, it's just that time of year. News just breaks fast, and you want to be kind of on top of it,
0: really. Right. So, I mean, obviously, this is not a basketball podcast, as much as we joke about it, but we will keep up to date because it is what's it's really relevant to the sporting world and all, all of American sports are very interconnected now so one thing will impact the other and especially with the uh, NBA uh, bargaining agreement coming up I'm sure that that's going to be very kind of influential based off of what the M- or sorry the NFL bargaining agreement like NBA in the mind uh, yeah the, the, the CBA is going to be very influenced by what the NBA has and how the players have a very large stake in the league itself and how they conduct themselves off the off the floor. So gonna be very interesting to see how everything plays out. Yeah, for sure. Uh how's your life going? Uh my life is okay. I am gonna be moving in a little bit, so I'm very excited. Uh Area Arts fans, uh Milwaukee is not a very large city, but it's a very pretty city and I'm going to be living in a very, very pretty area very soon. So Pretty stoked. New place has got lake views and a rooftop deck, so it's gonna be tight. Very nice,
1: very nice. Yes.
0: So living the big boy life. It it is very unfortunate. I'm not gonna not gonna sugarcoat that. I'm very fortunate to to have the job that I do and to be where I am in life. But I'm not gonna not take advantage of it. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. Um anyhow Especially before you get kinda weighed down by you know, adult things. Absolutely. So have you seen anything on TV and a uh, movie I want to talk some critics corner.
1: Oh, so I have a decent one for a change. Uh this one isn't I didn't see it on a screen or on a TV or you saw something like anything live. like that. I went to see Bon Jovi live with uh actually my mom and my sister. So it was a kind of like a family bonding thing. It was good fun um I you know wouldn't be like a massive Bon Jovi fan. I know the hits like everyone does. I enjoy them. You know if I'm out in a bar and they come on, I'm sure I'll drunkenly sing along. I'm all up for that. But I mean, the they were on stage for maybe two and a half hours, which normally you're thinking, oh yeah, that's a lot of time, whatever. But when you're standing in the rain and they're making maybe like a four minute song that wasn't one of their hits into a nine minute power ballad after a while it just kind of wears it thin
0: (laughs) it's like two and a half hours for like eight
1: yeah so i my review would be it was fun but i wouldn't go back
0: okay do you feel that way about all concerts like are you a big concert guy
1: I'm becoming more of one. I normally, no, I like if a concert was on for like two hours, I don't care. I'm like really enjoying it. I'm loving. But for whatever reason, this one, it just maybe I only knew because like I knew six or seven songs or whatever. It just really kind of dragged after a
0: while. Okay, so uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of this. So in Milwaukee, we have this big ass festival called Summerfest, which is actually the the world's largest music festival. Uh, it's over eleven days. I think they've got like tens of thousands of acts who play. Uh, but it's really fun because a lot of the state, you pay like one fee to get in and I think like 99% of the shows are free and then there's like obviously bigger names you have to pay extra for but the best part about it is that you can literally just walk around and listen to music and I think that's the best kind of concert going experience.
1: That's pretty cool. Yeah, especially when it's kind of in a city like around the area that makes more sense.
0: Right. I mean, they've built this complex over like 50 years and it's fucking enormous uh, but anyhow, that starts tomorrow uh, for listeners who may be in the area. Uh, obviously, you're going to hear this after it starts. But yeah, definitely. If uh, I'd love to do an Air Yards in Summerfest, maybe in Season 3.
1: Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, we should look into that.
0: Yeah, so um, I guess, can I talk about some Critics Corner stuff? Am I allowed to? Oh, of course. Awesome. All right, so I've mentioned Big Little Lies before, right? That's a thing. Have I? Not you sure.
1: have, I think. Briefly.
0: Okay. Uh, I ride hard for that show. That show is so fucking good. And I get it. It's got a weird rap for like guys to watch it. Because if you look at the cast, it, you know, if you don't know anything about it, it might just be like, oh, this is just some dumb drama show. But it's so fucking good. And yeah,
1: see, I haven't seen it for that reason.
0: I When I initially watched it a couple years ago, I was skeptical. But it's so incredibly well acted the story is actually very very good and then now so it's a it's like i think like sharp objects or uh there's a couple of other things it's been adapted from a book okay and then now they are off book but this is different than game of thrones where once they went off book they sucked shit they're still going very strong and i'm very interested because it's a very it's a limited show it's only like six episodes a season
1: Okay, let's go. It means it's kind of they maximize the quality rather than
0: right. you're trying to
1: drag things out or anything like that. Yeah,
0: exactly. So definitely give that a shout or give that a look. Uh, any listeners who are interested in HBO and have an HBO subscription. Uh, additionally, I, d- I finally saw *Stars Born the other day. So throw back to season one. Oh, I think, nice. Of yards. Uh, and the all the soundtrack's been just stuck in my head ever since.
1: Yeah, that'll happen. Um, I good. still stand by my uh, stars board take, but uh, I enjoyed it. Look to each their own.
0: That's fair. Oh, well, that's nice. All right. Uh, do you want to talk about people or do you uh, not have anything
1: interesting? I do actually quickly, just to make up for not having one last time. So recently, new people have moved into the house next door to me, and the houses are connected, so if someone's in you know, the room opposite mine and their house, I can hear them through the wall because they're not exactly sturdy. Okay. Which is, like, fine 99% of the time, but because they just moved in, they've been doing a lot of work, I guess, with the house in terms of, you know, moving furniture around, maybe putting it together, mm-hmm. you know, hammering, sawing, drilling, all that kind of stuff. Which was again fine if it's going on during the day, you can't really begrudge people making a bit of noise. It's just there. It's the same as like a car going by your house. It's not really that bad until they decided. I think it been last night to uh, start vacuuming around maybe quarter to midnight, midnight, and that was just oh, a joke.
0: Fuck that, dude! That happens a few times you know, with um, my neighbors. Like they'll just like randomly be out on their balcony, just screaming at like eleven thirty. It's like.
1: Yeah, and I'm lying in bed, trying to get out of sleep before, you know, work the next day. And then I just hear a vacuum. And the thing about a vacuum is there's no release or weight. It's just constant. It's just
0: noise. Yeah.
1: Aggressive, unpleasant noise. So, uh, yeah, people, be considerate of your neighbors.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like, don't don't be that guy. (laughs) Or girl. Yeah. One last thing, Giannis did win MVP last night. Just saying, he he, his speech was beautiful. That was quite good. I recommend that. All right, enough non NFL talk. Um, this is the off season. Like I said, uh, this is really the dead time. Like, there's not much going on. Players are on vacation. They're you know doing things because they've got training camp in about a month. Uh, so but we do have a couple little bits of news. Um, Baker's paying up on his big deal with uh, Saquon Barkley. I don't know if if you've seen the picture. Okay. Oh,
1: yeah, I saw that. Uh,
0: I, I thought it was cute. I, I love the, the little rivalry, but also like it, it feels like the, the rookies now are much more connected than maybe 10 years ago.
1: Yeah, no big time I do like that it's like a bit of a rivalry, but also it's kind of a brotherhood and a friendship where it was like, you know, haha, you won, but we're both sick NFL players and going to have great careers.
0: Yeah, but even even then, I think across the first round, I, I feel like there has been more camaraderie in that regard.
1: Yeah, probably 'cause even after, say, like last season after the draft, Josh Allen made the whole big deal about everyone picked ahead of him was a uh, no not Josh Allen, um Rosen, Rosen made the big deal about everyone picked ahead of him was, you know, a mistake. And that didn't become some kind of issue where, you know, people didn't take that badly or make it into something that kinda of didn't need to be.
0: Yeah, maybe a little bit.
1: Yeah, but I think it just kind of goes to your point, then, that uh, they come in so polished now, really, in terms of, like, their kind of media preparation, social media to a degree, that sort of thing. I think they know it's more in their interest to kind of band together, in a way. And, you know, they they grow up, you know, kind of going to these camps that the pros hold. So they're meeting all these kind of same people when they're, like, 14, 15.
0: So even out of know, that, you know, they kind of grow up and they know a lot of the people already. But I mean, like, not all of them are being drafted at the same time, though. I mean, like, Saquon's 20 years old, Baker's 23. I don't know necessarily that they might be at that same camp. So, I don't, I, I'm, regardless of how they may or may not know yeah, each other that's prior true. to being in the NFL, I'm just, it's really nice to see that this is almost becoming, like I said, like the NBA, where everyone's very connected. Yeah. I mean, like, on the, on the field, rivalries, off the field, friends.
1: Yeah, and I mean, we might see some kind of difference if, for example, there were kind of two quarterbacks, how did it be, you know, the two best in the draft, whatever, and they went to teams in the same division, and they were kind of rivals right off the bat, maybe that would be more of a, you know, kind of cause for a bit of rivalry or kind of out and out brazen competition 24-7, but I guess we'll have to kind
0: of see. Right, agreed. All right, so that's that. Um, breaking news today: uh, the Bengals' first-round pick, uh, left tackle Jonah Williams, out of Alabama, has to have surgery or has had surgery to repair a torn labrum, and so he will be out for the rest of the year. Yeah, never, never good to see that.
1: No, it is a shame, and for you, for someone who kind of just coming into the league, it really kind of sets you back right off the bat. We've seen so many players with a ton of potential. You know, suffer an injury early on in their career and then they never really get into the swing or it takes them maybe four or five years to maybe kind of assert themselves whereas if you don't have that kind of injury right off the bat you can ease yourself into things you're in more of a kind of level playing field expectations don't kind of shift in front of you
0: Right, like especially at a position like offensive line where it's incredibly important to get that exposure because the level of play is so different from you know, uh, from college to the NFL, like you, you're not just going. You're, like some of those guys on D lines, obviously the SEC is very different, but it, it, they might be walk-ons, they might be you know seventh round pick, undrafted guys. You might you might see a first round pick here and there, but realistically, the level of play is very different. Yeah, it's true. not like if if he was a QB and like saying this was in his non throwing shoulder, sitting out a year might not be the worst thing in the world. Um.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. But uh, what I will say is that I have to maybe up the rent on Bengo Suck Island, because You and uh, I already live there, you know that I think there'll be a lot of people come to stay of this season
0: Okay Well, when we get to our betting segments, we'll uh, <laughs> make sure that we pay attention to that
1: Yeah I think that's uh, all, really, though as far as the news goes, it's been a bit of a kind of quiet couple of weeks. I did see, we can just mention briefly that Tyreek Hill is meeting KC officials sometime this week, I think
0: Yeah, it's kind of because he hasn't
1: been able to go to camps or whatever. He has been kind of quiet on that front, but I'm glad it's then come back into the kind of, you know, eye of the media because it's an important issue that should be dealt with properly.
0: Absolutely. And I mean, I I don't want to speak to the case too much just because I don't have all of the information. I'm happy, like you said, that it is kind of showing up again, especially that he is meeting with city officials. I, you you mean KC like the actual city, not the uh, team. Or do you mean the team? I'd assume the team. Oh, okay. I thought he was meeting with the city because they were like saying, "Hey, we, we I know he had kind of, like they weren't going to charge him with anything, which I thought was ridiculous for a guy who has a history of a domestic violence and that phone call that came out. But ultimately, yeah. this is still in the hands of the NFL, right?
1: Yeah, no, he's he's meeting like uh NFL KC officials.
0: Okay. So I'm happy the team is meeting with him. At least they can maybe suss things out kind of or better than they did with Kareem Hunt. But holy shit, like you have to believe that the, he's going to get like an eight game ban at, at minimum. Like this is second infraction they know about the first one and like this is a gigantic PR issue if they even let him play.
1: Yeah, I mean, you'd hope, obviously, I don't want to kind of get bogged down too much into it because it's there and it's happened and, you know, I don't know the full story, it's just, you want to see some level of kind of accountability, obviously. Right. But I don't want to get that kind of too down into the weeds either of correct sentencing, sentencing even before anything actually happens. I hope it was worth it, my friend, because you've got a night in the clink
0: coming up. We'll we'll keep everybody updated as we as we hear more, and I'm sure we might not even be your most recent source of news there. Um but we will be your best source of analysis.
1: Uh, something like that. Um we should probably just mention quickly as well that most people listening might have realized that the uh pass interference rule you know, that's kind to change, that can now be reviewed. That's the what we call the maybe the Saints rule, I don't know. It's it's
0: gonna be the Saints rule.
1: Yeah. So but you know, we'll discuss that more I think near the time. Just don't let you know that, you know, we haven't forgotten about it, but I think it makes more sense before the season starts to really kinda you know, drill down into it so we see how it's gonna affect the league going forward, actually before games start, rather than talking about it now and then not giving it the kinda attention it deserves right before the season kicks off.
0: Right, especially because this is going to be really tough to kind of understand the impact of it until we see it kind of in preseason games. Even like it's similar to last year's roughing the passer rule, how Yo yeah, it we had no idea how it was really gonna We thought it was a good idea, and then we saw it in in action, and it was like holy shit, this was terrible. Like we need to dial it back, and they did. They the, the to the NFL's credit and the referees' credit, they fixed it slightly, but we don't want to. Put words or in anybody's mouths until we have to. Yeah, definitely not. So, all right. Do you want to talk about the NFC East? Uh, yeah. Well, while well, we're here, sure. Uh, shall we start with our one-time Super Bowl champion Eagles? Some goofball in a hat. Sure, that works for me. All right. Um, so the Eagles this year really haven't had a whole lot of crazy off-season moves. I, they're really the biggest thing that they did was lock up Carson Wentz for. What is now the foreseeable future on a gigantic deal? Uh, yeah, well, it's a big deal. I wouldn't say. I mean, it's kind of
1: good, guaranteed money, I guess. But you know, I think there are plenty of, you know, bigger and kind of more glaring contracts to look at out there.
0: Well, there are also more bigger and more
1: accomplished players out there. So. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, but I think I, I, the deal makes sense for them. You know, if that's their guy. You know, you kind of have to pay him. That's the way this thing works, really. You, We see so many teams that can't nail down a quarterback they like, and they just end up in this no-man's land. So if they think that's their guy, they have to pay him. i think you know, they did also pick up Jordan Howard, which I think is a big pickup for them. You know, after they lost Jay Ajayi. So,
0: yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah, and even they brought back Deshaun Jackson, and, I forgot they picked up a uh, Vinnie Curry and Sendejo. So So
0: I think the Vinnie Curry and the Deshaun Jackson pickups are more important than Sandejo. Andrew Sandejo who is at best your third safety. He should no, never I be agree. on the field more than more than that. Um Vinnie Curry, I think, is an incredible pick up just because he, he knows the system he's a good he's a great rotation guy Deshaun it's banking on that he has the speed still I know he, he still had an incredible yards per catch uh last year but man the dude's like 32 now
1: yeah I don't know I think he's just kind of fit for purpose you have know, to go over the top when outside of Zach Ertz they're not exactly flush with strong receiving options
0: well they do have Alshon and Jeffrey.
1: Yeah, well I guess whenever he's on the field he catches. I, balls, mean, yeah, but... he's been
0: hurt. I mean we're the we're, again, we're in the offseason. We're assuming everybody's not. Yeah, healthy.
1: okay. But yeah, I mean better than Nelson Aguilar.
0: Right. Oh, the, we did we did forget that the Eagles did sign Malik Jackson. I think that was their big big signing of the offseason.
1: Oh yeah, I think that we're
0: really I think that really kinda of anchors their D line now.
1: Yeah, I guess we're kind of almost so far to free agency, it's hard to remember what happened, you know, those months ago. Um, Also, they had a couple of uh, retirements, I think. Didn't Chris Long and... uh, Didn't Agata retire as well? Yeah. Yeah, so a bit of a kind of transitionary period. They traded away Michael Bennett. But I think the main thing for the Eagles, really, is uh, staying healthy. That was their big problem last season. Their team was just... Decimated by the end, and if they can avoid that horrendous luck, they should be back, kind of with a shot at contending again this year.
0: Right, like the the composition of their team really hasn't changed too much from Super Bowl Fifty Two. Um, was it Fifty Two or was it Fifty One? Oh, who, who cares? Yeah. Um, it's it's gonna be interesting. I I don't. Again, with the Eagles, I feel like this is their chance. In this division, is almost predicated on the fact that the rest of the teams suck ass. So, yeah, I mean the Cowboys are the Cowboys are better than the other two, obviously, but I, yeah. I think that they have the clearest shot of winning this division if oh, they stay healthy.
1: Definitely, and I think you know their division being weak plays into their hands further down the line because if they can come out with a good win total, then you know they get to host two or three playoff games in Philly, and then it gives you a better shot at, you know, making the, the big dance, we'll say. So I think they have a good shot this year.
0: Yeah, no, I'm not saying not a good shot, but I just, like, it's it's like we're t- it's like the same thing as the Patriots, you know? Like, it's for me, I'm always going to have to level how they got there with the fact that they did.
1: Uh, Okay, well, then what do you think their record's going to be?
0: Uh, I lost my uh my little sheet that I had. Where'd it go?
1: You can give your, your, okay. Your first. Well, while you're uh, looking around for yours, I'm gonna give mine. I this kind of hurts me a bit to say because I just don't. I have too many Philly fans in my life that'll love this, but uh, I think I'm gonna call thirteen and three.
0: Aggressive.
1: Yeah, I just looked through their schedule and. I there's just a lot of bad teams. I think, you know, thirteen and three is a bit more optimistic, but I to be honest, if they don't get twelve wins I'll be surprised. Unless there's, you know, a huge injury. I just the teams they have to play for the most part they should be better than.
0: Right. You know, so, the,
1: their win total is nine and a half. I'm gonna hammer I'm that. I'm
0: gonna go over on that, definitely. I think I'm stuck between I I think I'm I'm I I don't know why I'm floating at 10. I don't think 10 will think 10s uh high enough. Just looking at it so Falcons is going to be a tough game. It is. Uh I think at Green Bay on a Thursday night homer picked. I'm sorry, you're losing that one Eagles. Uh the Vikings will be an interesting game. I think it's will be tough. Uh Bears will be difficult. Uh they'll want revenge probably split one of the Cowboys games and then you still have Patriots Seahawks like there's no good like this is going to be tough They're, I think they get to 11 wins but it'll be a difficult 11
1: yeah I don't I think it's more bullish on their chances I'm maybe a lower on the Cowboys so uh, yeah that's where I kind of came out at.
0: I think it'll largely depend on the Cowboys really integrating Amari Cooper into the offense more than they had last year like they obviously only had a half a year with him and you saw Dak's numbers kind of blow up. And I think it really opened up Zeke and I, like right now all three of them are playing in contract years so you best believe that unless they get locked up before training camp they're going to be playing hard.
1: Oh, Jonas discussed the uh, Cowboys next so. Oh, we might as well. Um so they signed Randall Cobb. They did. Um did they sign what, like Demarcus Lawrence?
0: They did, yeah, they locked up Demarcus Lawrence to, I think, a five-year, 100 and, uh, $110 million. He He's the highest-paid defender in the league right now. Yeah, so, so he made a lot of money. Right.
1: I just don't think they're good offensively.
0: Zeke's great. I, I think Dak's the limiter. Like, and we've been saying that since he's been in the league, people are like, no, he's good. He's not good.
1: I don't know if I like Amari Cooper either. I know he had a good couple of weeks after the trade last season, but I'm going to need to see it.
0: I like Amari because I think he actually, him being on the, the Raiders actually wasn't working out. But, I mean, I, I really, if their offensive line can get back to the way their offensive line was playing a couple of years ago, that's the strength of their team. That's what's going to carry them.
1: Yeah, I guess we'll have to, again, wait and see. We also should mention that their uh, tight end is on a Zimmer frame, calling off a pretty horrendous, you know, of time at, what, Monday Night Football? He was an analyst on Jason Witten. will he back on the field, catching eight passes a season for
0: 42 yards. Yeah, I'm not really sure how to think about that. It's, it's not even important. Like, they didn't have a tight end last year. They don't have a tight end this year. Like, there's no change. So, yeah, it's, I not, it's think not worth talking about.
1: <laughs> Surely you'd rather maybe take a flyer on someone younger or something than... Uh, look, however they want to spend their money is uh fine by me.
0: So, anyhow. Um... Yeah, I mean there's Cowboys really I think it's gonna be another interesting another interesting year for them. They have a harder schedule than the Eagles, they play harder teams and that's very evident, the fact that they're playing the Rams, the Pats, the Bears. We've got two against the Eagles, the Saints. Um they're playing the Packers in Dallas, which means it's an automatic L for Dallas because they cannot beat Aaron Rodgers in that stadium for some reason.
1: Yeah, I think you know we were kind of off on the last year. I think we were a bit low, so I was cautious coming into, you know, my kind of preview this time, but I just can't really reconcile myself with them being a good team. I just don't see it. I I'm, I'm going to have to see it to really believe it.
0: I mean, so they've got a couple of cake games. Like they've got two against the Giants, two against the Skins, a game against the Bills, Dolphins. Lions, like, I, I, I mean, I'm, I think I gave them eight and eight last year. I think I'm going nine and six. Just they were a playoff team and they didn't get worse. But I just think their schedule's harder.
1: So you mean nine and seven? Were you predicting a draw on there? Fuck so oh, okay. it, okay. let's do it. Nine six and one. <laughs> Mark okay. it. Uh, I had eight and eight, and that's what I'm gonna stick at. All right. I just, I don't think, like, they're really going to run out Jason Witten and Randall Cobb and expect to win games. This, I just don't see it.
0: But again, I think they won the, they won games last year without them. And even though 37-year-old Jason Witten is 37 years old, he's still better than whatever they were doing last year. Randall Cobb is essentially a one-for-one swap for Cole Beasley. yeah no, I know, but you you kind of run
1: through the gimme games, and then when it just gets into the better teams, I just think well that's they're why they're worse. that's than why they're, all they're the losing six
0: games and they're tying one to the eagles <laughs> okay no i did I, I, I wish I had done that, but it been fun so all right enough about the cowboys let's talk about do you want to talk about america's uh kind of black mark of a f- football team or the Giants?
1: <laughs> what's the difference um yeah i guess we should talk with the uh washington american football team right. first since we're going in maybe like you know descending order no oh, why not uh they actually had a pretty good draft we mentioned in our kind of post draft episode we were impressed with you know the way they picked they didn't do anything stupid like you know trade up too far or give up too much you know they picked up Dwayne Haskins, Monte's Sweat. Uh, they had Darius Geis coming back, who didn't play at all last year. So they have a, kind of a couple of exciting pieces. Their receivers still suck.
0: No, I mean, that's that's the one area where they really need help. Their defense is looking better. Um, Obviously picking up Landon Collins is a big thing, and... Their defensive line is young and talented. Their offensive line is still rather solid.
1: Oh, they got Eric Flowers as well.
0: Well, That's a detraction that he got Eric Flowers is terrible. But like the rest of their line is pretty good. Um, (laughs) Really, I think that this uh, this team is one of those ones that's on the rise. They just need another year or two. Like they might be where the Browns were, twenty seventeen. Uh... I mean, I'm saying that they have a lot of pieces in place and they just need this one last kind of really good draft or a coaching change or something.
1: Yeah, I think they're developing some sort of a respectable foundation. Um, there's just a nice stat here that there are 77 active wide receivers with more yards than the combined three wide receivers the Redskins have. <laughs> So like you you really can't overstate how bad the receiving core is.
0: No, it's it's truly god awful. Um yeah. Dwayne Haskins is gonna have a, a a tough time adjusting. So hopefully it's uh Case Keenum kind of getting thrown to the wolves for the first eight weeks of the year.
1: Yeah, also I think they've got a bit of a kind of log jam issue with the running back. You know, they brought back Adrian Peterson, Darius Geis is there, I think they still have Chris Thompson.
0: They do, yeah. But so that's not that's sure, no different they're... than what the, what the Eagles have with uh, I mean like there are a lot of teams that have been going to this more running back by committee approach and it might not be unless you are a Saquon Barkley like it might not be the worst thing in the world.
1: Yeah, I just think they're probably all better than Philly's running backs outside of Jordan Hart. But I take your I take your point. I just. Well, it's I mean, more out of a team chemistry and sure, satisfaction point, is what I'm making. You
0: could look at it this way though: all of them are coming off of a big injury, so or or just being old as hell. Like Peterson's turning 34; he is 34, so that's it getting dangerous. Uh, Geis is coming off a torn ACL, so he hasn't played in a year. Chris Thompson is perpetually injured, and I think he broke his leg. So, what's this? What this is telling me is that they have three really good backs who are in positions where they don't need as much touches, maybe that's a good thing.
1: Yeah, I guess if you kind of look at it as a way of, you know, stacking good depth, it makes more sense. I right. just think Adrian Peterson's kind of crazy. And if he's not playing, he's going to be a uh, locker room cancer.
0: Fair. I mean, this could be a Saints situation.
1: Yeah, that's more what I'm concerned about, but I guess still time will tell. Sure.
0: Okay. Uh, do you have a prediction for this team?
1: I do. I have the Redskins going 6-10. and ten. I just think they won, like, what, 6 or 7 games last year, and they sucked. I think they're going to be marginally better this year, so I don't see
0: them dropping off more than a game or two. So, conversely, I think I have them at, like, 4-12. and 12.
1: I okay. see.
0: They could they could win cake games against the Bills, maybe one or two against the Giants. I think they might split that. The Dolphins. Like I, I think this is just going to be a learning year. Like they're going to lose a lot of close games to some of these iffy middle round teams. Get blown out by the good teams. Um, but then yeah, uh, I mean Vegas has their line at five and a half. So, okay. so I, I mean I just I think that this is an under year with the receiver problems everything going on i just i think also this is the year that uh jay gurdon finally gets fired because he really has not done a whole lot for this team
1: no nothing at all dude nothing worth kind of keeping him in the no, job over. Exactly.
0: exactly so i think this is what does it so all right fair last team on the list
1: no on our to new our york favorite football team. giants
0: Ten and six the giants. Ten win
1: giants, yes. <laughs> we surely apologize to
0: everyone again for that. I'm not apologizing. It was uh, I thought it was a good idea at the time. No regrets. He runs with the fifty, he runs with the forty, the guy is drunk, but there he goes. Hey, yeah, look,
1: who dare's wins and all that. Uh so I have in my notes here, the only thing the Giants did that I liked was uh pick Dexter Lawrence. Other than that I just don't know what their plan is
0: but they picked Dexter Lawrence at a position or at a time where like I, I just feels like he's a two down player <laughs> their first round was abysmal yeah I mean like I, I like even... Dexter Lawrence as a player but I think he, he's more of end of round one beginning like a middle of round two maybe than middle of round one. Yeah,
1: no, I mean, I get what you're saying. I, just, I like the pick. Like, it's, okay. they actually, instead of giving away good players for nothing or signing them to large contracts, eating the cap hit and then trading them away, they just got someone who's kind of good at football,
0: right? Um, and obviously, they did take their their quarterback of the future. Uh, we we've lambasted him in this pick enough. Um, What's his name again? Daniel Jones.
1: Oh okay. I, I was going to say Daniel James. So it's going to be
0: close enough. I mean, I mean, he might as well be Daniel James. <laughs> yeah, who cares? I, honestly the more I think about this, it's like what like whatever. Like they got they at least have finally addressed the issue. Like I understand they probably could have gotten somebody better, like like Dwayne Haskins. But did
1: they address the issue though? Or well, is I'm gonna saying gonna that like they've at least the, done
0: they've at least made an effort to do so. Okay. Yeah, Like, they. Well, Eli is clearly not the answer long-term anymore. You've got a young team with Saquon and uh, Sterling Shepard now, I suppose. It would have been great with uh, OBJ, but that's not happening anymore. Yeah.
1: No, I just think that, you know, they addressed the issue, but they're probably going to have to address it again in three
0: years. They will. Uh, But, I mean, again, you can't really judge how a draft pick pans out until three years down the road anyhow. Like, you can't judge for sure. I suppose. So... Um, other than that, they did pick up Golden Tate, which was, uh, an interesting, why uh, it's, I don't hate the move. He is one of the better slot receivers in the, in the league, but I, I think I hate the the price that they paid him. I think they paid him like north of 10 million a year, which is too much for a guy who's 31 Ugh. and not, uh, Antonio Brown. Persequal. <laughs> that's the only thing I have to think he's
1: going to spend the next year just running into absolutely stacked lines right? and getting the
0: shit go to them
1: I mean this, this team is week. going
0: to just be an absolute garbage shit show and maybe the point is that they then address all of their weaknesses next year and attempt to stay relevant but yeah, this 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 team is not going to win many games.
1: Yeah, uh, I have them winning a grand total of three games.
0: Oh, I was even. I'm even less uh, into it. I'm saying two and fourteen. This oh, this, they will have the number one overall pick next year, no doubt. Yeah, that's probably a pretty good bet. So they will be worse than the Bengals. Yeah, Um, the
1: Bengals still have AJ
0: Green. They have Tyler Boyd. They have uh, who's the running back? Joe Mixon. Like I like, they're bad. They're not Giants bad.
1: Yeah, we've come a long way from
0: uh, ten wins. Yeah, (laughs) very long way. So, all right, that is the NFC East. Um, we do have a few things to talk about. Firstly though, uh, who's your best addition to this to this division?
1: My best addition we didn't mention before but the Washington American football team brought in Rob Ryan to be their inside linebacker coach and that's my best
0: addition. Mm, okay. <laughs> that's uh an interesting pick. I mean, I've picked coaches before. <laughs> But yeah, I figured never, a couple. Inside think, linebackers coach. You know you have a dysfunctional
1: franchise that doesn't really work hard. for win Rob Ryan.
0: All right. Um. I mean, I'm also going to be taking from from our team in the nation's capital. Uh, I'm honest. I'm going with Dwayne Haskins. I think he solves a big problem that the Skins have been having for a couple of years now. Since uh, Kirk. Well, actually, only one year since Kirk Cousins left. He. It's gonna it's gonna be a learning curve this year, but it's you know it, it was the right pick. They waited. They got their guy without give, giving up assets. It was just it's a good pick, and I'm excited to see that happen.
1: Yeah, no, that was I think it was my best pick from the draft that I liked, especially at the spot they got him. Uh, so I don't know. How much impact he's gonna have this year? But I do think he's probably the best addition I, in the division.
0: Right. I, I think maybe you know maybe not this year necessarily. Maybe I'm projecting down the road. But like that's that's kind of the point though. Yeah, I mean you, you look at you, you you gotta project like that. He's not going anywhere. So if he is a Pro Bowl caliber player in four years, then that was easily the best addition this year. Yeah. If so, big if. All right. Worst th- worst ad. Let's go. Oh, uh, Jason
1: Witten. Easy.
0: See, I I, like, I, just, I, don't hate it. I don't hate that.
1: I do. I just think hauling someone that was washed three years ago off the trash heap to run around and probably get himself more hurt than he needs to is just screams of, like, we don't know what the
0: fuck we're doing. I mean, the Cowboys definitely don't know what the fuck they're doing, but the Giants traded away Odell Beckham Jr. for basically nothing, and Jabriel Peppers, who is a terrible safety. So that is my pick. Oh, I think that's kind of harsh. He, he's pretty bad. Like, if you, watch, if, you, if you watch any film of he's a good punt returner. If you watch any film of him actually playing, like, safety, he's not very good. They have to, like, scheme so he's not near the play. (laughs) I have some hope for All Alright, well, I mean, maybe I'm just coupling it also with what they gave up for him. It's like, this is a net loss. Huge net loss. Yeah, that's true. They could have had a, if they, assuming they picked, let's say, Dwayne Haskins instead of Daniel Jones and they kept OBJ, they would have had a phenomenal nucleus going forward.
1: Yeah, funny where things go.
0: Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Alright, we should wrap this up. Sure thing. Uh, so that has been the NFC East. Thank you everybody so much for listening. Um, our Air Yards music is produced by Kevin Blue. You can find him wherever you find music at Kevin Blue. Uh,
1: yeah, SoundCloud, Spotify, everywhere else. Uh, we do have Facebooks and Twitters and things. I actually posted on our Facebook this week for the first time in, I don't know, two months. So that's air yards twitter's at air podcast i'm at ethan l55 on twitter i'm at chips and quack um we also have an instagram
0: at air yards i think it's at air yards i don't know something like that so we do promise more posting towards the beginning of the season like we keep saying this episode there's literally nothing going on in the nfl like at all
1: yeah and also you'll probably notice that we have some new sound effects and uh Bits and pieces of kind of editorial quirks in this episode. So let us know if you like them, dislike them, didn't notice, didn't care. It all kind of
0: helps you know, putting the show together. What did we just see? Yeah. So we, we, we really appreciate feedback of any kind that you guys can give us. We're here for you. Um, we're not just talking to talk. So uh, thank you again, everybody, for listening. I can catch us in two weeks. We'll be on the AFC North, and hope to see you then.